today with Multifamily. Talking trends in today's multifamily industry. Hosted by Megan and Branday. Presented by MAA. Welcome everyone back to our second episode of Today with Multifamily. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Elder, and I'm here with your other host, Branday Starbuck. Hi everyone. Welcome back. Today we have the honor of speaking with a our first guest speaker, and it's Michelle Ford. Michelle Ford is a marketing director with Heritage Properties, which is actually based right here in Jackson, Mississippi. So Michelle started in the multifamily industry in 2001 as a leasing professional for AIMCO, and since then she has gained extensive on-site experience managing properties and working as a marketing director. She most recently worked for RentPath as a regional sales executive, where she consulted with different management companies throughout Mississippi regarding advertising and marketing decisions. She oversees all marketing and public relation operations. And since she's joined Heritage's team, she's developed the Heritage app, implemented lead tracking management software, and redesigned all of their websites. She graduated cum laude from Tulane University, where she studied science and marketing. And she's also a licensed real estate agent in the state of Mississippi. She and her husband, Curtis, are proud parents of three beautiful children, Thompson, Britton, and Sophie. And they currently reside in Mandeville, Louisiana, where they enjoy spending time together outdoors. So, Michelle, it's so great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. It's it's funny um, hearing about yourself like that. <laughs> but thank you very much for the warm introduction and I'm honored to be here. It's exciting to, to know that there's a podcast in the multifamily industry. It's my passion. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we that's one of the reasons we started this podcast is because people like yourselves have been in the industry for so long. You know, it's great to get an opportunity to get together talk about stories and share your experience and everything. So um, we're thrilled to have you here with us today. And we want to dive in a little bit more and let our readers and readers, listeners, <laughs> you might be reading this, you might be, um, you know, learn a little bit more about marketing, about what you do. So if there's one thing that you could ask most in your current role, what would that be and why? Wow. Well, a lot of people ask me where they should advertise and why they should advertise different places because there are so many options for us now on where to advertise. And when you have a lot of people asking for, you know, exposure here or there, all exposure is good exposure for the most part. So it's hard to identify those specific areas to market in. Um, but I really, the way that I do it and choose who I advertise with is very specific. And it's based on the market, our target demographic. Um, there are a lot of different factors that play a role into it, but most, mostly I, I feel like it's best to know where your prospects are. And I like to follow different research that have focus groups specific to the multifamily industry. Mm, so I've looked at Jay Turner before, which they do a lot of research to specific to multifamily. And when you look at those focus groups, they're generally starting with their smartphone or with their tablet or their desktop. So I like to follow the same processes that our prospects do and what comes up high in exposure for someone searching is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. So I generally do searches for each individual market that we're in and we're over six states now. So obviously there are a lot of different markets 
And that's going to be different for each market that uh, apartment community is in. So I start my search there and I always recommend using Google because the majority of users use Google Chrome as their search engine. So Ooh. I use that and I just start my search and um, I, I start from there. But basically, whatever comes up first organically, um, which is outside of the ad section or pay per click section is where I put a primary focus in. Um, I also do some additional exposure, but people are always asking me, why do you choose this source over that source to advertise or should we advertise here? So uh, I definitely like to share that and that just follow what your prospects are doing and, and you can't go wrong. I think that's really interesting. And I know I've heard a lot about Jay Turner myself being in multifamily, and I think a lot of our listeners probably have as well. I don't know that a lot of people maybe take the time. That, I mean, that's a lot of time that you're spending researching to, to, to really nail down the best way to advertise. So I don't know that a lot of people spend time doing that, but I'm sure it's worth it in the long run. So I think that's a great tip for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, for me, I've been in the multifamily industry for a long time and I forget sometimes before I was on the marketing side specifically, um, what it's like from a prospect point of view. And so we might Google search our apartment community but that's what not what prospects are doing at their original search. They don't know the names of apartment communities. They right. don't know what's in the area a lot of the time. So knowing what search terms to put in, um, such as apartments in Brandon, Mississippi, or two-bedroom apartment in Biloxi, or some, some people put APTS in their searches instead mm -hmm. of spelling yeah. out apartments. So all of those things are really important to, to research up front. So that you can be aware of what's coming up and that helps you choose on where to advertise. But I do want to say, since we're, I know I'm going on, but this is really important to me. Um, I'm passionate about it. If you are going to do a search like that, it's important to clear your browsing history and go incognito because um, obviously it's going to be a biased result if okay. it's taking into consideration that you you know, pull up your own properties website all the time. It might pull that up first. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That's a really great tip. I think our listeners would love that. Yeah, absolutely. So now we've just emerged from 2020 and everything, not only in the world changed, but everything that we did in multifamily has changed drastically. Um, and so I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of our onsite teams that are listening in want to know what what was your most successful marketing campaigns pre-COVID and now post-COVID? How have you kind of evolved the marketing strategies? And right. of course, I know that's market dependent, but what have you seen the, the biggest transition in? Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because <laughs> um, obviously everything's moved digital. Correct. So, and we were moving digital well prior to COVID hitting. But, um, you know, the focus, like I said, go into Google, making sure our Google listings are claimed, all of our listings are accurate and um, our directories and the phone number, the name, the address spelled correctly. All of this has an impact on where you come up in search engine results, such as Google or Bing or Yahoo or any of those. So making sure that your NAP score, your name, address and phone number stays consistent was important. It was a priority for us. Also, I've shared a little bit about advertising and how we choose to advertise social media. Very important. Knowing your target demographic and what social media they're on is important. So we you know, have Instagram, our Google My Business listings that we do post on weekly at a minimum. Um, and then we also have Facebook required across our whole portfolio. But 
you know, in some student markets, you have Snapchat as well, yeah. Totally yes. big, and yes. TikTok, and yeah. all of these emerging other social media sites that we utilize as well. But that's dependent on our target demographic at each community. The social media was already big. So all of these things were taking place prior to COVID. But what I've seen post COVID is making that and expanding on it um, really important. So it, for instance, if your websites didn't have 3D floor plans already, or if they didn't have the capability for virtual tours, or if you didn't have any video content, mm -hmm. um, I've seen that you weren't able to keep up necessarily quite as well with the pandemic because people weren't able to come in and tour or weren't comfortable coming in and touring or doing an application. So if you had online capability for us, it was really important to bring exposure to that and market that and brand ourselves with that. So we do everything online from online applications, also for our residents. So we make it very easy for our residents to pay online, put work orders in online um, and email communication. Communication has been big in a time of such, um, what's the word, I guess, tribulation, not necessarily, but where you just unsure of things in the world and, and uncomfortable and not really knowing what's going on with everything changing so quickly and people's health involved. We're very uh, big on communication with our residents. So anytime we've had any resident that's been um, confirmed with COVID, we've sent out an email blast to all of our residents. So updating our community with changing policies of our amenities. And so just we do constant emails to let everybody know what's going on at all times so that they can be informed and um, put their mind at ease if we can mm -hmm. help to do that. So that's been really important post COVID. And then, like I said, just all online practices, really expanding on our video content. Um, we already had 3D tours, uh, but we we've, we were taking that a step further as well. Um, and so YouTube, guys, huge. It's overlooked a lot in the multifamily industry, but YouTube is amazing. So being able to go and take self-made videos of those vacant apartments when they're ready and upload that to your YouTube page so people can see it at any time. It doesn't have to be a professional video. Um, actually, we found that some of the videos that were taken just by our on-site team do better than the professional mm -hmm. videos. So they trend better. So I highly recommend the video content and the, obviously the 3D floor plans and all online capabilities if possible. Yeah, that's great. That's it's another great tip and easy to do. Everyone loves YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> It is the second largest search engine in the world. Oh, good to know. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Learning a lot of new things today. Um, so like with all of that, how do you manage the needs of the individual properties with their goals and expectations and then with owners and investors with promoting and advertising? Wow. That's a loaded that's question. That's a two-part question. You only question. have two in it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the way that I like to do things, um, it, it's – it's a total team effort for us. I mean, I, I'm Heritage's marketing director and that, you know, I sit down and work with our teams, but every part of our team has an aspect of what we do. So I really like to have team meetings with the properties. Um, and we sit down and we look at a lot of different things. Um, so one of those things is response times. How, how quickly are we getting back to people? We look at our overall exposure and I kind of talked to you about that earlier from a prospect point of view, what do we look like? You know, what's our online reputation? 
Are we stacking out up to our competitors? Are we doing better than our competitors? We look at um, our closing ratios, our overall traffic, what our cost per lease is. So we sit down and I like to sit down with our on-site teams and do this. And I used to do it on my own and then send over a report. But I found that by not involving everyone that you lose you lose people sometimes and that you know you can everybody can uncover this information and get comfortable with the reporting that we have within our property management software you can pull it at any time and it allows us to set smart goals right it allows us to be very very specific in what we find when we're doing these audits and then also set goals and make sure that we're all on the same page because everybody plays a role even down to the way that we answer the phone we have heritage processes in place for our brands, right? And so um, we go through performance and, and follow-ups and the whole nine yards. And that all goes into playing a role on our marketing strategy. So, um, and the regional manager generally comes in as well and they have budget in mind. And if we need to increase traffic, we need to look at closing ratios. It's really difficult for me to come up with a full solution marketing strategy unless we're looking at the full picture because part of that is performance. You could have a ton of traffic, but if you're missing 50% of the phone calls, then you know we might not need to increase our ad spend. We may need to increase our personnel on site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there are so many different factors to look at with that. But um, that's generally how we do it. And we sit down and we come up with a team solution. And then we always follow up on that. And we have very specific goals that we look at and see if we met those goals when we follow up. That's great. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're meeting with these on-site teams. Yes. What do you recommend to them as their biggest marketing resource and how do you ensure that they use it correctly? Gosh, just one. Mm-hmm. How are we and on time? How are we no, on time? You're, you're good. Okay. You're good. Okay, great. So we've got a little time, so yeah. I might go over more than just one. With okay. You guys, yeah, that's okay. But um, so for me, I wasn't really strong on the digital side of things. So, well, I mean, like graphic design, mm-hmm. you know, um, great at like going in on the back end of websites and doing that kind of stuff, SEO work. But as of designing a pretty flyer or uh, something to email blast all of our prospects or that was not my strong suit. So I did some research years and years ago and I came across this site called Canva. We're very familiar with Canva. Thanks to Michelle. MAA uses Canva. It's every day. best tool ever. It's amazing. It's it if you're not like a graphic design artist or have one in your office, you can go to Canva and still look like it was done professionally. Yeah. So I'll get on Canva, which you can utilize for free and create wonderful flyers and have them branded for the property or for your property management company. And um, wow, it makes life a lot easier Mm -hmm. and it just looks so professionally done. So I love that as a resource. Okay, that's awesome. Um, Second resource, our vendors. I mean, I used to work on the vendor side for a little while and I learned so much Mm -hmm. from my peers. And that's something when I worked on site that I always didn't, I didn't always take advantage of, I'll say, to make the time. And we talked about that in episode one. As a former property manager, that was one of my things. I blew off a lot of my vendors. Mm -hmm. And looking back, now knowing the other side now, um, seeing it from a different standpoint, how hard they work and how Mm -hmm. much they know. 
I wished I had tapped into that a little bit more. And for those of you listening, this is a good tip. Use your vendors. They have so much to offer. And a lot of the times, if you, you're advertising with an ILS, um, which is an internet listing source, such as RentPath or CoStar or Zillow or a lot of these um, major ad sources that we use within the multifamily industry, a lot of the times they have other solutions for you free of cost mm -hmm. that you can utilize that come with whatever package that you're on. Um, you know, flyers, for instance, you can you can get through some of those already made with the content that's on your listing mm -hmm. and you just click a button and it's already formed for you. And, and you, you can, can email it. it directly to your prospective resident. Absolutely. Also, market knowledge. They know a lot about your market. They know what's going on. Yeah, um, absolutely. They, we hear the some we hear more marketing tips from our vendors who are on site probably than we do our on site people. It's yes. incredible. Yeah. It yeah. really is. So tapping into your vendors really makes that time to learn from them and build that relationship is a great resource, I think, for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And you can do that by coming to events with your apartment association. <laughs> yes. Right, Megan? Right, right. <laughs> great plug, friend. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, being a part of apartment associations is really allowed me um, and a lot of people that I know to form friendships and relationships over the years. And I've been in multifamily since 2001. So some of my best friends I've made through <laughs> this industry. Oh my gosh. You need to go back and listen to our episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I so love true. that though. It is the tr it's so true. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all say that. We all say, say the people. people. In this industry are the best. I'm yeah. 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 The people, they're amazing. I think that's what keeps everyone in this industry so yeah. long. It, <laughs> it, it does. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. And everybody can learn from one another, you know? So if we can talk about our success stories and share them openly with one another, then we all benefit from that. And so that's something that apartment associations have always meant for me. We all grow together. We all learn together. We all lean on one another. And um, it's been really a wonderful foundation. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. And if you haven't joined your local apartment association, plug <laughs> <laughs> number two, plug number two. Yeah. shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't want to stop there because there yeah. are some more resources that I think are phenomenal. I know a lot of people use different property management softwares. Um, I've used one site, I've used Yardi. So there's a lot of different ones out there. Um, a few years ago, we were imp implemented a CRM, a customer relationship management software on top of our normal operating software of Yardi. And we use Yardi products, but a lot of different software has their own customer relationship management piece. I think it's important to track your marketing efforts. Um, we put tracking numbers and tracking emails on the backside of all of our ads. So we know exactly where that phone call is coming from when it rings into our office and that email. And then it comes into a queue that we can manage and make sure that we put customized follow-ups on and um, just really track our leasing efforts, our performance. We review our phone calls to make sure our brand is strong and that we're keeping processes the same. So I think having some sort of CRM is also a great resource if, you're, if your property can afford it. Um, it's, a, it's been very beneficial for us. And then, so that's Canva I've mentioned, that's a CRM and obviously our vendors. What else do I think is really, oh, with the vendors. Also, if you don't have a CRM, this is what I used to do before I had uh, my own CRM to work with. I would go in on the login for either RentPath or Apartments.com. I think both of them have avenues to do this, but you can go through and review your calls and how many calls have you answered? 
from how many calls have come in? What do our phone calls sound like? Are we asking the prospect for their name? Are we getting their information? Are we answering their questions? Are we taking control over the conversation, right? And um, and and asking him to come in for an appointment, right? Or a it's virtual huge. appointment, <laughs> right? So that's something that can also help, you know, just is a coaching tool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think those are all great tips. I think everyone, you know, from time to time needs to kind of take a look at what they're doing and is it working? Is it not working? And delve, delve into it a little bit more, you know, like mm-hmm. you've done there with Heritage. So I think that's, those are all really great tips. Thank you, Megan. Um, so kind of talking about getting back to the vendor associate side and, you know, you've had experience, you came from RentPath mm-hmm. um, and you're privy to a lot of, you know, markets and different things that were going on. What does knowing your market play into starting a marketing campaign? And then we talked about that just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. I love working with RentPath. Um, the people I worked with there had a wealth of knowledge. I mentioned that. And the person that stands out in my mind right now is Colleen. She was my boss and became a really good mentor for me. And she was very analytical minded and would really dive deep into reports, dissecting information in each market to kind of figure out what the best approach or marketing resource would be for them. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Colleen and what's funny is I'll still call her and like, what do you think about this? Um, but she really taught me how each market so very specific from traffic to, you know, if there are three apartment communities in, you know, Meridian or wherever it may be, if there aren't many, you don't necessarily need a platinum package um, because you're going to have very high presence and exposure there regardless, right? So you might be able to go with a little bit less spend there and reallocate elsewhere um, or do, you know, a lot of email blasts. Um, So Colleen really helped me understand what those numbers looked like and how to dissect those reports and come up with customized marketing strategies for each community. Hmm. That's great. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm blown away and I I was on site for a long, I mean, 20 years off and on for 20 years. So I think you and I kind of had similar paths in the industry. And so I think that the wealth of information that you've given us today is, I think our listeners are going to just really benefit from it. So we're super excited. Um, We want to end each episode with our guest speakers by asking three questions. So Michelle, have you ever rented before an apartment or a house? Yes, I have. (laughs) Well, you know, and I always lived on site when I worked oh, okay. on site. So I, you know, rented an apartment forever. I love rent. I tell my, my husband all the time, as soon as my kids are out of the house and, you know, <laughs> we're going back to an apartment. Like, yeah. Because I like the quality of life. I like not having to do any of the maintenance I, or cut the lawn. Yeah. And yet you have all the amenities plus what you would normally have in yes. a home. So absolutely I have. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so tell us what is your favorite thing about the multifamily industry? Hands down, the people. The people are amazing. Um, I love the people that I've met, like I said earlier, working in the multifamily industry as coworkers. Um, but I also love my residents. You know, our residents are amazing. And the fact that we have the opportunity to make an impact mm-hmm. on people day in and day out on something so personal as where they live and how they're treated with you know, the aspect of where they live, I think um, just makes me fulfilled in my day-to-day job. Absolutely. Definitely. That's very rewarding. 
You said that. Yeah. Yeah, you said that. Um, so I'm repeating y'all's podcast. It's okay. I honestly think that this is actually, I think we will hear this a lot. Yeah, I think that's going to be the same answer. I think so. Because yeah. because uh, so many people, again, if you're not in this industry, you don't get it. Right. You yeah. really don't understand. You don't really grasp it. And even, you know, we call our like husbands like bonus property management representatives, but they don't even really understand what we do on a day to day and, and all the things that go into it. So I think that just hearing the same answers is proof that it's something really special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the third one is what is your most memorable experience that you had during your time in the industry? Oh my gosh, I've had so many. I mean, I've had really amazing experiences, <laughs> really some that were really touching and but sad. Um, some really funny. I mean, I've always said there needs to be a book on just yes. all the funny stories yes, for multifamily. Yes. And I think everybody could probably use a good laugh right now. So I'm going to go with the funny story and just leave parts of it kind of to your imagination. <laughs> but so one time there was this property that I was filling in at and a resident kept coming in complaining that he had bed bugs. Hmm. Okay, so not oh, really. what any property person wants to hear. <laughs> no one wants to hear that, and we're freaking out. Oh my gosh, let's get, you know get get the heat trust control yep. over immediately, yep. right? So everybody, you know, take an immediate action. Our pest control company goes over there. We're sorry, ma'am, we don't see anything. There's absolutely nothing there. So the resident, you know, says, no, there's definitely something here. He's mad. He comes back in. You know, listen, I have bites from these. This is not, you know, and so I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Do I need to call a different pest control company? Like, let's, you know, he's telling other residents now. It's a big oh, shebang, oh, no. right? So I'm going, oh, Lord, um, please help me. <laughs> so then, you know, he comes back in because the pest control company is, you know, continuing to state that there are no bed bugs. So he comes back in and he has this little bug in his Ziploc bag. And he they always over. bring them in in a Ziploc bag. Oh, my always. Really? <laughs> yes. And he hands it to us and he's like, no bed bugs, huh? Here you go. You know, and he's upset and I get it. You know, oh, yeah. he was like, I literally got this off my thigh this morning and we're going, oh, we are so sorry. We're going to do everything we can to make this right. You know? Yeah. So the resident leaves, we start to do some research and we find out that he needs medical attention and that this is not necessarily a bed bug. Hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm. So we called the resident and just let him know politely that we think that it may be a medical issue. Okay. And um, he shaved his head and <gasps> came into the office and apologized to us. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna let you guys oh my use gosh. your imagination as to what that was, because I don't know if that it's appropriate for a podcast, <laughs> but definitely a funny story. Wow. Wow, and I'm sure, like you said, that's just one of many. One of many <laughs> and very memorable. Isn't that yeah, funny absolutely. how it's like the bugs, the bugs, are big <laughs> that's, that's the one thing that seems to stick out in everyone's answers. So that's so funny. Yeah. I would stick out in mine too. Oh my gosh. Well, well, thank you so much, yes. Michelle. This has been an absolute pleasure. I could sit here and listen to you know, like for too. hours on end. You're so knowledgeable and I've learned a lot and I really mm -hmm. hope that our listeners have as well. So we really appreciate you being here. Today. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for having you. us. All right, guys. We'll see you next podcast. See ya.